Joseph Merrick, who is known as the Elephant Man, is remembered for his cry against those who defined him according to his disfigurement. I am not an animal. I am a human being. I am a man. So, how do you respond when others press on you their definitions of who they think you should be? Welcome to Hope Renewed, the podcast of PIR Ministries. Thanks for joining me for Hope Renewed. I'm Tom Jameson, and this is the in-depth podcast about pastoral renewal and restoration. It's where we explore the issues and situations that can put pastors at risk and share hope when ministry leaves us hopeless. I had a pastor share with me how freeing and encouraging it was for him to be reminded that as a pastor, he is a person filling a role. While this may sound like a simplistic statement, the truth is that pastoral ministry can all too easily consume our identity. And that can bring us to the point that we think we're something we're not and forget who we truly are. So in the interest of preventing a pastoral identity crisis and hoping to elicit in you some of the freeing and encouraging sense of well-being my friend experienced, I offer some reminders about your humanity. Pastor, what does it mean to be human? One, you are limited. That's right, you are a finite being with limited ability and understanding. You weren't created with any of the theological omnis as a part of your character. You are not omniscient, despite the fallacy that pastors know everything. You don't. You can't. You are not omnipotent, despite your own faulty belief that you can or should do anything and everything. That's just a bad interpretation of Philippians 4.13. You are not omnipresent. No matter how many meetings, hospital visits, birthday parties, counseling appointments, or community events demand your presence all at the same time. And, oh yeah, family, too. There seems to be some kind of unwritten expectation by many that a pastor has no limits. This is a foolish view to hold, and deadly, when it's held by a pastor. You are human. You have limits. That's a good thing. Honor your limits by learning to live fully within them and not beyond them. Doing this, you honor the God who created you with limits. What else does it mean to be human? 2. You are emotional. Like limitedness, emotions are a part of your fabric, your design. They are a beautiful part of how God has made you as his creature and have a significantly important part to play in your life. The tricky thing with emotions is the management issue. If you don't manage them, they will manage you. It's the great challenge of being human and having a rational will. We rightly want to master our emotions and express them appropriately. Unfortunately, the trap in ministry becomes the expectation that somehow you have transcended your emotions and have them perfectly in order and control. Yeah, 
Now, while feeling our feelings can potentially become a bailout for emotional irresponsibility, stuffing our emotions for fear of appearing weak or undignified is a recipe for personal disaster. You are human. You feel. You are made to feel. God gave you ways to express those feelings. Crying. Laughter. Awe. Silence. Passion. These are ways in which we live into the abundant life offered us by Christ. Just ask David as he danced with unfettered yet appropriate emotional abandon before the Lord. And along those human lines, three, you are relational. Human beings are created for relationship with their creator, with their fellow human creatures, and with the created order. The mandates of Genesis are still in effect. So why, according to study after study, are pastors plagued by isolation? One reason might be that we forget our humanity. We need others. And this need isn't specifically so we can do ministry. It seems that those in ministry, especially male pastors, have an extraordinarily difficult time in cultivating basic friendships. Yet simple relationships are so fundamental to human existence that living apart from them is like trying to breathe in a vacuum. Make friends. Enjoy their company. Share life together. Talk about the things that mean something to you. Learn the joy of living relationally. It's how God has made you to be. For if you are human, and you are, then you are fallible. Accept it. You make mistakes. You mess up. You get things wrong. Even theological things you think you're so right about. It's the predicament of imperfection. And it's the reality of who you are. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And don't you dare let anyone place you on the perfection pedestal. No mere human can abide there. Get off it quickly. Admonish them. Resist the temptation to be thought of other than you know yourself to be and that God says you are. And then lighten up on yourself and others. You're going to make mistakes, so have grace for yourself in place beforehand. Learn pre-humility. It's a great posture that wars against the arrogance of always needing to be right all the time and opens the possibility for being wrong and growing from it. That's what humans do. They make mistakes. They learn. They change. They grow. Being fallible doesn't mean acquiescing to your imperfection and giving up on the hard work of becoming like Christ. It means being honest and gracious with yourself about who you are and being open, humbly open, to God's good work in you. 5. Never forget, O human who serves as a pastor, that you are a fallen creature in desperate need of redemption. Your specific call or role never places you apart or beyond the fundamental condition that sin creates. The number one requirement of your life is for a Savior. And lest we forget what we preach, 
Every person, pastors included, are dependent solely upon Jesus Christ for the grace, mercy, and forgiveness of God in our lives. So you must drink deeply of God's salvation in Christ daily, even moment by moment, for it is your life as it is the life of all who believe. And never forget, sin crouches at your door and lures your heart and roars in your ears like every other person's. And when you sin, your need is for the undeserved grace-based forgiveness of God in Christ, just like everyone else. Six, and I think most importantly, what it means for you to be human is that you are created uniquely, fearfully, and wonderfully for the glory of God. Remember, or perhaps acknowledge for the first time, that God's great delight in you has nothing to do with what you have done, or are doing, or will do for Him. His glory in you is what He has done in Christ, and how it is expressed in your life. You are first and foremost an instrument of His praise and purpose, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. To allow yourself to be defined from the basis of your role as pastor is to forget your humanity and deny the gospel. Think through this question. If you were to suddenly cease to be a pastor today, how would that impact your understanding of yourself? I contend that your value before God would not change one iota. Your hope would remain the same as it has always been since you first trusted Christ. And who you are would be shown to be distinct from what you do. You are a person who, by God's grace and with his strength, is filling a role for his purpose and glory. Be encouraged. Be freed to be who God has called you to be in Christ. You can learn more about PIR Ministries at our webpage, pirministries.org. Please know we stand ready to serve you and pastors you know facing the uncertainty and pain of forced vocational transition. Thanks for listening to Hope Renewed. And remember, the hope of Christ does not put us to shame.